Hello, everybody, and welcome to Today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined today by my dear friends and co-founders, Steve Bowling and Derek Bittner, but no special guest today. So, funny story about that. We had a special guest lined up today that we think you guys will love, but he unfortunately has some last-minute technical issues, so we had to rebook him to next Monday. Uh, but I'm just going to tell you who it is so you can all get hyped for that. It is, in fact, Michael Damiani from the Easy Allies, one of my personal favorite channels of all time. And I think all of ours, really. We love the yeah. Easy Allies. Mm-hmm. So uh, Damiani is going to be on with us next Monday. He was going to be today, so look forward to that. But, uh, yeah, he had some technical issues, much like we did before starting our stream today. So <laughs> they, they happen on Mondays. It's, it's one it's of those Mondays, thing. right? I, I do um, remember when we got to be on their stream, see their setup uh, for E3. Was it 2019 with that? Was that or was that 2018 where we got to go in the, on Easy Allies and react to things or one of one of the things going on? You've been on there so much. I, I've been on sure a bunch. Yeah, I'm not, I, I've been on many. There times was one time they the had like years, three yeah. of us or a good chunk of the, the crew on and along with them for some sort of discussion. It was the only time I was actually I on Easy Allies. And oh, okay. It was fun. Really impressive. I love recording with those guys. They're just, they, you know, I mean, they're just, we're good vibes gaming. I mean, they are all about good vibes and mm. uh, love and respect. And they just, I, I love those guys. And uh, I collaborate with them any chance I can. So we're really excited to get Damiani on next week and uh, other the other Easy Allies crew members when we can. So um, before we get into the news, just a little bit of housekeeping, show-related housekeeping. So starting today, we're going to be moving from a five our previous five-day-a-week format to three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, and this is for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is that we've already had a few very slow news days where we ended up just talking about Game Awards predictions instead because there just wasn't really any news to talk about. And uh, we've just realized that going forward, that's going to happen. Five days you know, five days is a lot to cover news. We're getting into the dead be... zone that is January. <laughs> exactly. And uh, not only that, though, of course, it takes a lot out of us to be doing this for a couple of hours every day. And we want to be able to bring you guys more diverse content as well and not just be posting today's news tonight every day. So yeah. we uh, we talked to our patrons and we, we got some, uh, you know, we took the temperature of the audience and everyone seems to understand and think that's probably a, a good idea to go to a three-day-a-week format. So, um, yeah, do you guys have anything you want to add about that? Uh, yeah, um, I mean, we, we're working. It takes a lot of time to build yeah. even just one produced video. Uh, mm-hmm. And when you have to produce a video every single day on top of trying to find time to write a script, record that script, edit that script, put video right. to that script, it it becomes a Herculean task. And one that because we never did a daily show before, we were not really familiar with. We were kind of used to the, oh, crap, news happens, bang out an update super fast and then continue working on your produced right. videos. But when you mm-hmm. actually talk about putting on an hour to an hour and a half of entertainment every single day live, then editing that same show down for a video on demand version. It's a lot of work. So um, getting that out the door has proven to be a little more challenging than we expected. And, Mm -hmm. you know, because of that, our other ideas that we mentioned when we launched have been languishing. Uh, So we absolutely want to get you feature ideas that we have more timely reviews other stuff like that, you know, gameplay right. videos, that kind of it, stuff. It should not have taken me... I, how long ago did the Hyrule Warriors launch? I should have had that review done a long time ago. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I'm able to f- do this and a few other things, but, you know, new baby. 
Help out Amy. Right. A lot of life stuff to keep track of. Ash is still yeah. in the process of moving and finding his desk. Steve, you just got married. So yeah, yeah there's a yeah. lot of real life stuff that kind of gums up the works as, as it were uh, along with that. So being able to take it a little easier, not have to uh, worry about the show every night will definitely be good because right. especially in my case uh, with me streaming as well, was streaming every single day twice on wednesdays and that's kind of like your other job too because like steve and i have you know we have our regular jobs outside of gvg and you stream outside of gvg so plus you have your baby so Mm. we all have things going on that it's just yeah yeah, we want to be able to balance everything we want to bring you guys in gvg better than we can with you know doing this every single weekday Mm. so because trust me i i have ideas i'm looking forward to getting them out there but i just need yeah Time. I've been working on a feature for the last month that we've been doing GVG. So, uh, and yeah. I really, really need this extra time to focus on that feature right. and get it out. And, and plus, mm-hmm. I imagine someday I'll get to play Cyberpunk. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like maybe that's maybe Cyberpunk doesn't exist. I heard there's reviews for it out now. <laughs> but yeah, if if you're in the U.S., there's a really good chance you didn't review it today. Um, I, I mean. <laughs> I'm hearing some off the wall things like Cyberpunk's getting good reviews, but it's also apparently really buggy and crashes yeah, a lot. So I've heard the same. Yeah, I cannot recommend a good friend of mine uh, and someone we should really look into having on the show, Alex Donaldson from RPGSite.net. Oh, uh, he he published a gargantuan review that is an absolute like must read. It touches on everything. It touches on concerns about transphobia in the game. It touches. Yes, on I've heard. I've definitely core. heard about that core elements of the gameplay uh it touches on the societal impact it's had and it touches on like technical performance bugs glitches all all the stuff that you want to know about cyberpunk is in this one review and it's one of the best reviews i've read of any game all year so rpgsite.net you should definitely go check it out i do however i I know this is your hosting episode ash but i do have one piece of breaking news and i think you guys know where i'm headed with this the best kind of news, uh, Blind Man just edited their pledge from live audience to producer. So Ooh, from wow, 5 to 10, thank you, thank you so much thank for you. increasing your contribution. I don't know if you're in the audience tonight. I haven't seen you in the chat, but I just want to let you know we appreciate you so, so much. Thank you very Thanks, much. Yeah, that thank means you. So That's always much. awesome when that happens. That yeah. is... Ah, you guys are fantastic. It's always the best when it happens during the show. because I know, talk about right? It live Maybe I, like, I think right. they might time yeah. that on purpose. <laughs> if, if you're going to edit your right. pledge, do it while we're recording. Hey, there's Blind Man. <laughs> there he is. Hey. Thank hey, you so, thank much. You so much. Thank you so much. That is um, awesome of you. Um, even though we are switching, just uh, really quick, just so everybody knows and is aware, even though we are switching to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday format, Make sure to be here with us on Thursday because we are still going to be yeah. live streaming and that's going to be for our everybody. reactions to the Game Awards, and that's for everybody. So yeah, that's just a stream. Yeah. So yeah. and we'll be to, you know going forward too. If big news, we've mentioned this before, but if major news breaks on a Tuesday or Thursday, we're going to cover it and we'll talk about it. Like we're not going to just skip it because of our three day a week format. If something big exactly. happens, like Sora gets in a smash on a Tuesday, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Don't worry about that. Oh, yeah, gosh. or anybody gets into yeah. a smash on a Tuesday. <laughs> anybody gets really? into a smash. Yeah. Really, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's like I, I'm. It's great, but um, it's, it should be interesting for that. And we do have ga- uh, game award stuff here, which we'll get to eventually. Uh, but yeah, I haven't looked too deeply into the 
uh, cyberpunk stuff. I honestly wasn't too interested into it in that in it. Uh, I haven't picked up a Witcher game yet either, so I don't really mm. know what I'm missing out on for lack of a better term. Oh. But I've heard two things that give me pause. One is gameplay elements, which immediately gave me horrible, horrible flashbacks. Where apparently you have a cell phone and your buddies can call you up at any time. Oh God. GTA 4, anyone? Yeah, the, exactly yeah. The, Roman. The thing Freaking is, Roman and GTA oh, 4. God. Yep. Uh, I, I hate oh, that guy. Oh, God. That, that, that no. element is not a good one. And the I other don't one want to cons- bowl with you. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. The other one I heard about was really interesting because it just gives me more in-depth to the trans perspective uh, where they think they do have options to, you know, not match your gender to your uh, genitals, I think is the term they used for it. I, f- I forget the exact terminology they were using, but the it's not what the t- what determines your sex is actually your choice of choice of voice. And that's a major thing, apparently, in the trans community where that's their yeah. voice really matters for how they're viewed. And I get it. Like, I hear them like, OK, I get it. That is a massive oversight and yeah. as somebody was saying is like i can't wait to play it in six months when it's all patched up and better so hopefully that'll be a patch to fix yeah. that issue i've been no rush to play cyberpunk i yeah. you know i'd rather get it secondhand honestly because i just don't really want to support you know the company culture as it were uh yeah as we've seen some mm-hmm. of the transphobic stuff coming out of cdpr and i just uh you know, I don't really, I, I don't judge anybody who does. If you want to go buy it new and play it day one, go do it. And, you know, you can make that distinction. Yeah. But it's just not, I think I'm going to wait. I, I'm, che- I'm I want to check it out, but yeah. I think I'll wait. There, there's, a, there's always going to be problematic media out there, but. Exactly. You just have to, don't defend it. Just recognize that it's there and being like, I understand this. It sucks, but. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Still going to try to enjoy it, I think, is I, the way to look at it. I yeah. have an, I have a hard time uh processing how i feel about cyberpunk especially since i haven't played it yet um Mm. but the like the social media messages are shitty for sure yeah like the things we've seen the transphobic stuff on social media but i also kind of have to afford the benefit of the doubt like the social media person didn't make the game right like Mm. sure so so i mean because games are made by huge 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 companies it also and again this isn't like a defense of the game but it comes from Poland, which I understand is an incredibly conservative country, one might say even say backwards in some respects, you know, Um, the same way Japan kind of has like progressive, kind of shitty, pervasive, systemic, like racist issues. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that necessarily. Oh, and apparently, according to the chat, Fantasy Thinker fan says the social media person that posted those messages got fired. So that's Mm -hmm. uh, that's good. but yeah, I think there's also there there's also uh, value in media that portrays horrible things. Like mm, you know, sure. Red Dead Two without the racist imagery in it would not be an accurate depiction of America at that time. Right. It, it sucks, but I also think there's yeah. value. And Cyberpunk, of course, doesn't have the value of teaching us a historical lesson. But it, from yeah. what I've read, it kind of points to like what if what if society's most base impulses go unchecked what if 2020 goes on for 57 years oh god which it feels like it has but what if <laughs> yeah does. exactly yeah. so oh. so i can understand like portraying a society that is intentionally meant to be bad 
Apologies, by the way. That's that's not good imagery to put out there anyway. That's right. Anyway, sorry. We should definitely get on to the news. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Well, then let's go ahead and do that. Let's cover the news for today. So let's go ahead and bring up our first story. And that, of course, uh, and, and we know you guys would, would uh, call foul if we didn't talk about this. This, is, this has become a bit of a mess. So this weekend, Nintendo uh, held its Splatoon 2 North American Open, and they were going to live stream the finals, but they ended up canceling it at the last second due to what seems to be, uh, well, it seems to be because some of the teams, like the team names and their handles, had some, like the free Melee hashtag in it. So basically, these Splatoon teams were showing support for the free free melee save smash movement and nintendo doesn't like that and they they're really making themselves look like the villains here i gotta say um yeah so basically Mm. they canceled this live stream because they didn't i guess didn't want the free melee save smash imagery out there the hashtag imagery out there and so yeah, they they've they're really doubling down, and this this of course stems from last month when they canceled the Big House Smash event, um, or they they ended up canceling the whole tournament basically because uh, they didn't want the tournament organizers to use copies of the game that ha- that could uh, how do I say this? They basically you you have to well they say you have to illegally download copies to use this slippy mod right to be able to play mm-hmm. melee online but apparently that's not true so people are calling foul saying well you don't even have to use an illegally acquired copy of the game to use the slippy mod nintendo doesn't care they said you can't play melee online you can't use this mod and shut the tournament down and so that started the free melee save smash movement and splatoon 2's players were showing showing support for that movement and Nintendo can the live stream of the tournament. So they're really digging in here, guys. And on top of this now, there are also um, Joy-Con that are being... Ed- ed- called Eticons. Joy-Con that are being made to honor the late Etika um, that Nintendo basically is also is not allowing to be made anymore. They can't be sold. And that actually may be unrelated, though, because it might actually <clears throat> just because be because the Joy-Con logo can be seen on the Joy-Con. Yeah, and yeah, I took a it's... little bit further close at the a closer look at the Eticon one because I wasn't sure it was going because there's a lot of a lot of news in the our fan our disc, fan Discord uh, talking about this right. and it just kept getting updated with more information yeah. and apparently like these were it's been around for a while and it's getting pulled now just because of the joy they called Joy-Con boys and it. Mm. it it seems to be unrelated. It's just poor timing or something that happened a, lo- a while ago and people are just noticing because let's, you know, Nintendo's the bad guy now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, the campaign for this these were canceled over a year ago A second because it was unsuccessful. It, a second one was successful mm-hmm. and it's basically just... Because Joy-Con was in the name is what it seems to be. So I wanted to bring that up. I put that in the news because it felt like a good idea to clarify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. says Nintendo's doing not great things, not having a good look. But <laughs> yeah. it's not in this particular case, it seems to be mostly innocuous and um, more a copyright protection thing, which I th- might be the case going in here. It's just... Yeah. yeah, the Splatoon I, thing is definitely the, the Splatoon thing definitely feels like a step too far. Um, yeah, like the Eticon thing, it, it's unfortunate, right? Because it, it's mm. a sensitive issue. I have nothing but love and respect for Etika, rest in peace. But you know, you you can't use that official trademark name or logo 
on unofficial merchandise, right? Even if the even if the the concept behind it is wholesome and and you know the right thing to do, I I can see why Nintendo do, you know doesn't want them selling those even for charity. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it sucks because there's really a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing going on here with the Eticon thing, and that just right. really sucks because it's a wholesome thing to do, well, yeah. but they do own that copyright and he can't so, do that right i have i have some feelings on both of these things uh, the splatoon thing is not cool i i think that's yeah, just messed up I like agree. okay you know i get that they didn't want people with free melee in their team names on an official nintendo live stream i get that nintendo doesn't want to deal with you know this this type of uh this type of situation at all um, but really, Nintendo has a long history of not letting fans do what they want with their games. I mean, this yeah. is not news. Nintendo is always going to do something this crappy when it comes to this type of activity. If there's yeah. even a whiff of piracy or a whiff of modification they don't like involved, like Nintendo is notoriously both protective and litigious when it comes to their IPs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you saw a fan game <laughs> that that was actually good? <laughs> that survived? Uh, survived, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so this is Nintendo being Nintendo. On the other side of things, though, and I agree with Derek here, the the Captain Alex Eticon thing was Captain Alex poking the bear too many times. Mm-hmm. These things had been up mm-hmm. for a while, but he, you know, and again, he's a very talented artist, and I wish that this didn't happen. But at the same time, you know, they gently warned him about this before. I follow him on Twitter. He follows me back. We've talked in DMs before. Like, I think he's a very nice, very talented person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Nintendo was like, hey, man, don't use our IPs, you know. And so what does he do? He produces a Mario 35th <laughs> pin using their art. Like, he's yeah. like, well, I, you know, and, and the excuse was basically like, well, I traced it. I'm like, that that doesn't work. Like, That's, you know, yeah. yeah. And then and then they came after him. You know, they kind of like gave him the soft tap on the shoulder and were like, hey, man, not cool. We don't yeah. want to have to send the ninjas. And he's like, send them. <laughs> so they did. And they came so they after did. everything, yeah. you know, and that's really unfortunate that that a loving tribute to Etika got caught up in this. Yeah, maybe maybe shouldn't have yeah. poked the bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we know Nintendo's stances on these things are always they're always going to viciously protect their IP even when it doesn't seem to the layperson that their IP is at risk. And it, it is unfortunate that such a wholesome tribute to Etika got caught up in this, though, like you said, Steve. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I, I agree with both of you, or I agree with you, Steve, about the Splatoon thing being going too far. And I say this as somebody, as I said before, when this first happened with the big house, I don't think Nintendo does need to be expected to support Melee in an official sense. I don't think that, you know... <clears throat> it is a it, it's a really old game that a a small echo chambery part of the Smash community keeps playing and keep playing it and I and but that's what but that's my whole point is this is this is petty and even mm-hmm. as someone who doesn't care that much about the save melee movement or the free melee movement this is petty at this point like yeah. let yeah. like let it, let Splatoon two players express <laughs> their support for fellow Nintendo fans right they're, fellow they're... competitive players. They're Streisanding affecting affecting themselves a bit yeah. here uh, because like, yeah. the more they try to cover up, the more people are going to get upset and label them the bad guys and just try to do everything they can to do this. And as Steve said before, it's Nintendo. Nintendo's yeah. always been this way. It's never been any different. I saw people yeah. bringing up like old quotes from Iwata, but kind of taking them out of context because Iwata also talked about having to protect the rights. Like we don't want to 
do anything too bad, but we still have to protect our rights. And, you know, um, no matter who that's under, this is Nintendo. This is just how they've been. And it sucks, especially when you you look over at the Sony community and what Sega allows them to do. But it's just a difference in... uh, in viewers in in views and I, you can point at um disney in the same way how they've they, they sued a preschool for using mickey mouse uh <laughs> right because yeah. of that whole thing because but when yeah. you have these extremely iconic characters yeah i i kind of get it um but it's trying to put a lid on something that does not work it's it's just let people complain, you know, yeah. wait for it to blow over. That's yeah. all. That's really the best thing you could do at this point. But Nintendo constantly has to make things all sunshine rainbows, which does not make them sunshine rainbows. And it yeah. all goes to crap. And canceling the Splatoon tourney, I think, was definitely a bad, yeah, bad move, especially because then all the uh, teams pulled out of the tournament and then hosted their own unrelated stream. They say, yeah. You know? Well, and, and Evernight Studio puts it perfectly. Uh, they said, canceling the Splatoon tournament for the presumed reasons feels like straight-up censorship and just doesn't look good. And yeah, I agree. I mean, regardless of your position on Safe Smash, Free Melee, all of it, it, it this sounds like this seems like Nintendo shutting down any even any potential for discussion or or criticism. And it just it, it's not a good look. And <clears throat> I want to make it clear, this isn't just about Free Melee. It's, it's about Smash in general. I mean, Smash Ultimate's competitive community is is imperiled at this point as well um because nintendo really is actively hamstringing the efforts of the the competitive community to make you know competitive smash a big thing as big as it could be but nintendo clearly just isn't interested and they don't have to be that's their right but it is a shame that they not only are not interested but seem to go so far the other way in, in trying to actively hamstring the competitive community not just for melee but for ultimate and smash in general so um you know there is there's a lot of pettiness to go around i think i mean i think there's pettiness pettiness on both sides for sure but nintendo took it way too far by canceling the splatoon 2 open live stream just because players were showing their support for the competitive smash community at least that's my take on it Mm. yeah and the thing is at this point you know there's always going to be at least one person at every one of these sort of events that might get streamed with that are going to have a free melee thing or they get on mic free and have yeah. a free melee thing. It's it's just it's it's a thing now. They they it encourages people to make it a movement which yeah. Just will have Nintendo crack down even more so it becomes this yeah. game of one up one upsmanship and well yeah. Unfortunately Nintendo holds the rights so they're going to win the, win in the end no matter what. Yeah. It's like the whole Blitzchung thing, or Blitzchung, with uh, much lower stakes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it definitely gives me... Was that this year? I've, Blizzard and Hong this Kong? This year seems so long, so I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah and, you I know, know, I guess you know, to play devil's advocate, it also, you know, is, is worth mentioning that Nintendo has a reason to be gun-shy with the Smash community. I mean, look at all the scandals that have happened in just the past year, especially the past year. And that, that's not yeah, saying no. that the Smash community... This, I, I will. I would say the Smash community took the right steps, though, in excising those really problematic parts of the community immediately. I think, surprisingly, the Smash community reacted pretty quickly and said, no, these abusers and all these, these assholes got to go, and that's good. But to Nintendo's, you know, to be fair, they do have a reason to be gun-shy about supporting competitive Smash 
you know, on a grand scale because of all this of all the scandal that has oh, ruined yeah. the community. Are you kidding me? But I think that there's a hap- like a, a middle ground. They could you know, they could kind of meet somewhere in the middle here. But you know, I do get Nintendo's reticence. Uh, you know, in this in this case, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's it's a real shame. But you know, maybe maybe the competitive Smash community will will find itself in better straits in a couple years' time with Nintendo. But it doesn't seem as though Nintendo just really has any reason to care, and they don't. I mean, they're still they're selling copies of Smash Ultimate, you know, hand mm-hmm. over fist, and they're going to continue to because most people don't care about the hardcore competitive community. They just want to play Smash. So well, yeah. The problem, too, from a marketing perspective, is if you do something like re-release or officially support Melee, you're in a way like tacitly endorsing that Melee might be better than Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And there's no mm-hmm. company alive that's going to say, hey, this old version of this game, that's the one we want you to buy. Like, yeah. There serves well, no yeah. logical purpose for Nintendo to bring back smash melee for people and you know i get it it sucks it's abandoned on the gamecube gamecubes are are a commodity these days you know it's yeah it's difficult but at the same time i mean there's there's a lot of other games out there to play i don't i don't feel terrible about this i'd love to see it just get re-released on like a virtual console but i'm also not yearning to go back to melee anytime soon yeah. No, and, and that's the thing is, is that at the end of the day, the the people who are, this is a very, very small slice of a much broader community. And there just isn't any financial incentive for Nintendo to keep officially supporting Melee. Even Sakurai doesn't think Melee's the best Smash game. So if he doesn't think so, why does why does anybody think that that's, you know, going to go anywhere? It's <laughs> Nostalgia like, at this point, almost. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I just feel, also feel like if, if Nintendo ever did release Melee online, like Melee HD online... I'm sure they would do something that the comp- the competitive community oh, yeah. didn't like to it. I don't I don't know if, if you were it looking at the chat, but Jared Edinger just said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Oh, I didn't even see that. Oh yeah, yeah, Jared. Exactly the same point. If they brought it back, the the, the competitive community they're so hardcore about this game that they would find something that the official HD version doesn't do right, and that's mm. fine. But yeah, but like, what's what's Nintendo's stake in this? Why do they need to? continue supporting melee they don't and unfortunately yeah. the same holds true for they don't need to support ultimate competitive either although i personally wish they would because i love watching competitive smash but you know it is I what mean, it is the funny thing is they don't need to support it, but i think that's also people's arguments for why should they care if people are using this online method it's an old true. game that they don't sell anymore and that's yeah that covers just a wider issue that we've talked about with nintendo before where they need to get their legacy out there make yeah. it available it's it's beyond necessary at this point because people love each of these games and yeah they yeah. might be a problem might be a pain in some cases but find some way because it'll shut them up at the very least <laughs> yeah 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 i don't know i i hope competitive smash can recover from this both melee and ultimate i i respect the fact that melee players love their game i just draw the line at you know well nintendo has to support it you know has to pour money into it no they don't but definitely keep playing your game and i hope that both Melee and Ultimate continue to have a, or will have a healthy future competitively, but so far it doesn't seem like Nintendo cares too much about that either way, so Mm -hmm. we'll see how that goes, but I think we've uh, said about as much as we can about this, so let's go ahead and move on to our next story, and that is, quite awkwardly, that the Monster Hunter movie has already been pulled from Chinese theaters after just one day due to a racist line that somehow made it into the movie. Um, I, I'm kind of hesitant to to 
repeat the line myself. Um, I I watched the clip and I had no idea that this was a an offensive thing, but I can absolutely see why it is. Um, how do you guys feel about this? Do you want to talk about what it says, I'm, or do you I'm just want to? I'm going through because I saw the clip and it didn't click with me because I just thought I heard it and I saw the clip and I was like, "That's a dumb joke." That was all. It was. That's what it seemed like to me. That's the thing. It's yeah. not funny to me. Yeah, so, but I don't know what the it, line is. Okay. I, I so, read the tweet, but the video was pulled from Twitter. If you time I go at it. down, um, so. Let's dive in because Zuge EX has a really good thread here about why this is not so good. Um, yeah, I, I read the whole thread. I just don't know what the original quote was. Oh, it's in the, li- the line is, what kind of knees are these? Chinese. Oh, God. Yeah, Which is it's, just not a, it's not a good joke. Dumb. Yeah, it's, it's not a good. Yeah. It's, and then they yeah. translated it to like something that is seen as near like an epithet of sorts, maybe uh, in the mm-hmm. subtitling in Chinese. There's a, there's apparently uh, according to Zuge Ex Daniel uh, Daniel Ahmad, uh, multiple Chinese people, including people I've spoken to, said that the scene reminded them of this racist rhyme, which goes Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees. Look at these. And that I hadn't heard that part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the rhyme is accompanied with gestures such as slanted eyes, slapping knees, and pointing at breasts. So, like a kid's line. So, the what slanted I... eyes thing for the first two lines, pointing at the knees for that, and then, of course, yeah. <laughs> it is, who? Yeah. But also, not good. It, and it's not, it's not even as though they kept it in for any sort of gain. It's not a funny line anyway. Even taking the offensive part out of it, it's not as though oh, God. I saw that line and it was like, oh, this is really clever. It's not. It's a dumb line anyway. So it gets even worse. According to point three, it was further exacerbated by the way the film was subtitled in China. The translation was completely changed to reference a Chinese idiom, which he has the Chinese, and essentially became about kneeling down, which further played into the dirty knees part of the rhyme. Oh, Jesus. Well, that uh, that is how you don't release a movie in China, I guess. Which is it's that's a shame for for Capcom because I mm. you know the the Chinese market was probably this movie's potentially one saving grace. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. like I don't think it's going to do that well in in the U.S. In and, the chat, um, mm. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name because it's just a mess of letters. But it says, "Please don't yeah. give money to this stupid movie." Someone lost an arm Wait, during what? production of this movie. What is that true? <laughs> that's terrible. I, I think it was probably a stunt person. I've heard about some. I, I don't think the Director is the be- the safest when it comes to stunts. I guess uh, some people not. I don't believe. I mean, but losing a damned arm for a monster hunter. Movie. Yeah. Okay. Someone yeah. was. Uh, it was a stunt double for Mia Jovovich. Oh no, that was in Resident Evil. The oh, here, let's see here. I'm. I'm I mean, that was an old right one, now. but yeah. But there's still, no way. Yeah. That's hap- it, That's the thing. It's happened arm. before. It's <laughs> not great. Oh, okay. So a, a, a reason not to watch the upcoming monster movie is because a Resident Evil stunt woman was abandoned by the producers. Oh. After losing her arm, filming the final chapter, mm-hmm. I can't it's not Monster I Hunter, but still breathed a sigh of relief about that. But I mean, I mean, I'm glad to know it already happened, and it's not a second occurrence of something. Oh no, losing there's a still limb. stuff mm-hmm. going on where apparently the in the final Resident Evil movie, someone had died during production in that movie. So I don't Jesus. know if it was directed by Paul W. S. Anderson at that point, but hire better people, <laughs> like. Yeah. Give your IPs. Give the movie rights so, to your IPs to better people, please. 
This comes from uh, someone named Punishing Crab on Reddit, but apparently this stunt woman who lost her arm in Resident Evil The Final Chapter said the movie's producers misled her into believing that their insurance would cover any potential injuries sustained during, a, during the job. Uh, she claims the producers, quote-unquote, abandoned her and took out an insurance policy that only covered $33,000 of her medical expenses. After the accident, she said she was paid $990, only $990 in lost earnings, despite the film's success and gross of more than $300 million. That's, that's wow. Were they disgusting. Uh, I know this sounds, like, morbid, but were they able to reattach her arm, or did she have to get a prosthetic? Probably have, a prosthetic. I have no idea. Yikes. It like, was a motorcycle scene they were shooting, and the camera she was driving toward was supposed to be raised upward for the shot, but it didn't move, and she struck it. Shattered her arm and fucked ugh, up her spine. Ugh, no. Oh, oh my God. My skin awful. just tried to get off Me my body. Me too. Ugh, that's terrible. Oh, okay, well, that's a I really a good drink. reason not to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Oh. That is a really good reason not to support this movie, as if you needed another reason not to support it, because it looks terrible anyway. But yeah. he's got a racist line and, uh, you know, uh, they, the, the, they yeah. shot themselves in the foot with that stupid line. Like they just killed any chance they had of had a, yeah, having a decent box office worldwide. And it's just oh. such a for what? For what? What a dumb line. For what did you make that sacrifice or did they make that sacrifice? I, I think there was like if, to play not to the not devil's advocate, but. To go into the thinking of it, it's like, ah, these guys get along. It's like Predator or Aliens where it's these military guys talking right. crap about each other and gets their personalities out there. And I guarantee this guy probably died within the first next 10 minutes like a, or <laughs> within two minutes of a monster showing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, is, well, that is the line of a throwaway character. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, we've had two downer stories so far, but fortunately our next story is uh, is uplifting. So let's go ahead and get that up on screen. And uh, this is about the Game Awards, which is uh, which are coming up on Thursday. But uh, Jeff Keighley has confirmed that for the first time ever, the Game Awards are going to have a special descriptive audio mode live stream on YouTube Gaming um, for the hearing impaired. And saying he basically says accessibility matters, and they're embracing accessibility this year with the Game Awards. And I think... That is fantastic. Accessibility oh, yeah. does matter. It matters a whole hell of a lot. And I'm so happy that they are taking this step. And I hope to see them take more steps in future years. But I think this is a great a great first step. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not Jeff Keighley's biggest fan. But uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I, would, I, w- I will be the first in line to say this is absolutely great. I, I yeah. appreciate that he's doing this. I appreciate that the Game Awards is broadening its audience because there are tons of um disabled gamers that you know have issues with with uh specifically their sight and any anything that makes any part of gaming more accessible is a good thing there's no downside to anything like this ever no I, i love that accessibility seems to finally be having something of a moment in gaming it's taken way too long to get here but with games like The Last of Us Part Two and, and Ghost of Tsushima going all in on, on having, you know, a lot of different, and not only those two games, like plenty of games, going all in on having lots of accessibility features for people of all different needs. And now with the Game Awards doing, you know, the special descriptive audio live stream, I just, it's great that the, the accessibility is finally having its moment. And I hope that it's a moment that lasts and just continues getting bigger and bigger because, you know, it. Iwata said it best, right? The games are, are meant to be fun, and they're meant to be played by everybody. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but that really does mean everybody, and everybody should be able to play games. 
and mm-hmm. the yeah. more yeah the more accessible games and gaming events are to everybody the better. Um, in addition, uh, Keeley also confirmed that Reggie Fijame is going to be back as a presenter, of course, because it wouldn't be the Game Awards without Reggie. Um, and he also promises more than a dozen world premieres uh, that on Thursday <laughs> so night. Part so, of course. Yeah, so part I mean, of the course. Ju- yeah. <laughs> I mean, the world premiere is like, they're, sometimes they're big, sometimes they're cool, other times like, world premiere, a ham right. sandwich. <laughs> right, exactly. Dude. So, that, would, so would, that basically means that we we are all going to be at least having more than twelve shots on Thursday night, whoa. and not Oof. and not surviving the experience. No, but but yeah. So a dozen world premieres. Hopefully, some of those will be really exciting, like Bravely Default Two was last year for me. Uh, so hopefully, there's there's some exciting announcements for everybody. Um, you know, coming down the pike here. But yeah, I got to say, uh, the Game Awards in general. I used to kind of look at them as a joke, and I know they're still kind of a joke, but. I look forward to them now in, in, in their own weird, lovably messy way, you know? Yeah. Uh, I... ga- oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, the Game Awards, I've I've long written off. Like, I, I've never really been... Well, first off, let me just be clear. I'm not invested in who wins what award at all for anything. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. I come to the Game Awards mostly to laugh at it. And to watch for cool reveals, like because there is they occasionally do get the one really cool thing. Seeing Breath of the Wild for like the first time at the Game Awards. That was dope. Yeah, I liked that. That was cool. Um, You know, Joker reveal was really cool. Um, Right. And unexpected. Eventually, maybe they'll reveal Metroid Prime Trilogy, which I was sure would happen instead of Joker. Same. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So the game awards does have some fun moments to it and now you know with you guys i'm I'm looking forward to you know just kind of having like a light easy conversation about it covering it you know in our own way putting our own good vibes spin on it so it'll be exciting i'm, I'm excited for mm-hmm. thursday but probably not yeah. for the reasons they want me to be excited yeah right. i right. i my big problem with uh, game awards has always been they don't seem to care about their own rewards uh, award, mm-hmm. uh yeah because yeah, you know, they'll have the pre-show and they'll pop out six or seven of them, and just like ah, this one, this, this one, this, this one, this, with this one, this. All right, let's get to the next world premiere. <laughs> it feels like it wants to be more of like a press com, you know, press conferences as a la E three than it does an actual award show. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a double edged coin because those uh, premieres are what bring people in. I think. I don't know if as many oh, yeah. people would watch if it was if it was just a pure award show with not you know nothing really else. Um, so it's it's a double edged sword there, but I do wish they'd find a better balance between mm-hmm. honoring these games, honoring the nominations, uh, and you know having these world premieres. And they do they can do some cool stuff, and they they are improving. They do get gradually better. Just Look at the old Spike Awards. I think it was Spike TV Awards that they were before, before Keeley really got a handle on it and mm-hmm. did his own thing. Whew. <laughs> Those are yeah. cringy. Yeah. Um, it's just I slow love, going. I love what Charlie Bird here says. World premiere, Godfall 2. <laughs> I can totally oh. see that happening. <sighs> right? Oof. Even, even so soon after, yeah, I, I guess I haven't played it, but it, it didn't do anything for me from the moment I saw it. I can't imagine it's... Uh, I haven't heard very good things about it. But uh, going back to something, let's see, where 
is it in the chat? I can't remember who said. Oh, yeah. Uh, JCNALD with all the letters uh, is asking me, Ash, are you still excited for the Mega Man movie after hearing this uh, about the uh, Monster Hunter movie? Man, I was never excited about the Mega Man movie. It's going to be a mess. It's, it's going to probably be horrible, but it's a different team making it. So it is a Capcom movie, of course, but it's a different filmmaking team mm-hmm. making the Mega Man movie. So it's not, you know. By the way, I don't, uh, I don't know him one. personally, but the JC, all the letters, just call uh-huh. him Juan. That's his oh, actual name. And oh, good to that, know. That's what okay, he told Juan. me once. So just Juan. <laughs> it makes it life gotcha. way easier. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Good to know. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up our news about the Game Awards for today. So let's go ahead and bring up our next story. And this is a quick one, but it's kind of cool. And that is that uh, G, the character G, got a Skullomania costume in Street Fighter V. Uh, I think it happened just today. Which is, you know, it's it's really only matters if you're a Street Fighter fan, but Skullomania is a fan-favorite character from the uh, short-lived Street Fighter EX series, when Street Fighter went 3D that one time. And uh, so there's a trailer uh, you can watch about, you know, just showing, showing off the Skullomania costume. And it's cool. It looks like him. It, it looks like 2020 Skullomania. It's great. Um, especially if you're a Street Fighter EX fan. I can imagine you might want to pick this up. I, th- I think it's a premium costume, uh, of course. But, uh, yeah, and and we this comes as we still don't know, I, I don't think, who the final uh, Season 5 Street Fighter Five character is going to be. We got uh, Akira from Rival Schools, which was the coolest surprise, in my opinion, because it's Rival Schools, and Rival Schools is awesome. But uh, we still don't know who the fifth character is going to be, I don't think. But uh, for now, we got the Skullomania costume. Do you guys? Did either of you play any Street Fighter EX? Do you have any? Uh, no, I've heard. For... I've heard um, people talk about Skullomania before, but I didn't know why it mattered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just it's like, oh, okay. I mean, it's a it's certainly an eye catching design, but yeah. It's yeah, one Skull- of those. It just felt like one of those. Like, oh, that's neat. He okay, was, yeah. Skullomania was almost like uh, Street Fighter EX's Dan, like this kind of uh-huh. weird offbeat character that just took on a life of their own and became insanely popular. Um, I played EX like on the PlayStation way back when. It, I bounced off it hard. I was like a hardcore Street Fighter Three yeah. fanboy at the time, and. I mean, if you compare like the the per- control precision of a game like Street Fighter Three and the late '90s, early aughts, like two or three D fighter jank that is the Street Fighter EX yeah. series, it is two completely different types of people that enjoy those. And uh, I, I just never really got into the three D Street Fighter games. Um, Same. But Skullomania, I did like his design, and I was super excited when he came to Fighting EX Layer, uh, which is developed by the people that made uh, Street Fighter EX, I believe, like mm-hmm. as kind of their own spiritual successor. So it's a really cool thing Arika, to include. Right? That said, I, I mentioned it before, Street Fighter V isn't my thing. Like, Street Fighter V is just not right. a game no, that I, know. I really yeah. truly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Yeah, I'm I'm happy for it. I'll probably do the battle. I think you unlock him by fighting him in that costume during the time period because it's like December oh, 8th tomorrow. One of those event battles to okay. right before the holidays, December 25th. Oh, okay, so it's not I'll be honest. I don't even creamy. know who G yeah. is. Is that a new character? He, he or looks like Uncle from... Sam. He's like a weird, like, yeah, he's buff a... Uncle Sam. I think for a while there was like some sort of speculation that he might actually be Q. Or he ends up being Q from Street uh, Fighter Three. I don't know if that's actually true or I've, what okay. more is there. But he, yeah, he's got this Uncle Sam kind of presidential look to him. He's really goofy, and I don't see how he could possibly be Q, given you know Q's not 
goofy at all. He's just he like was this like guy a, with a creepy un, mask and a trench coat. Tank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he's a, he's a new character. Well, newish character. I think he was in season three. I think he was a season three character. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, but he is a, he is original to Street Fighter Five. Hmm. So. Yeah, so that's a cool right. cool little Easter egg for the Street Fighter EX fans, fans out there. But let's go ahead and get our next news story up on the screen. And this concerns uh, Nintendo's original IP for mobile, uh, which I continue to forget exists. And that's, of course, Dragalia Lost. I always forget that this game is a thing. and But it's it's not only a thing, it's, it's thriving. People love this game. It's still doing well. And uh, it has had a few collaborations over the years, including with Mega Man, which was out of nowhere. Mm. It was called Mega Man Chaos Protocol. But that's not what we're talking about today, because uh, the latest Duralia Lost update has been data mined, and it includes references to a Persona 5 Strikers collaboration, which is uh, ironic, considering P5 Strikers also just got its Western release date last week. Um, but yeah, so there's apparently going to be a Persona 5 Strikers collaboration in Dragalia Lost. We don't know when, but the characters who were found in the data mine are Joker, Morgana, Panther, Sophia, and Arsene. So whatever's coming down the pike for this, it's going to have those five characters in it, probably. And uh, yeah, I do you, Do either of you play Dragalia Lost? Did you play it? or? I tried it when it first came out, but I kind of bounced off of it. But Amy Same. played it for a while, and... She actually played during the whole Mega Man event thing, uh, experienced a bunch of that, was into the characters oh, yeah. and whatnot. She nice. liked, she liked the, how a lot of the characters looked and was into it. But then she eventually, like, eh, I'm not getting the new stuff that I wanted. I'm not really, you know, feeling it. So she kind of dropped it as well. Like, she might go back and pick mm-hmm. up at some point, but I don't think it's anything there. And she was always doing the side content, not even the main content. It's just because there was yeah. so much... But a Strikers collaboration is kind of cool. I mean, yeah. what makes it Strikers is the fact that Sophia there is there, which is the original character in in Strikers, the uh, oh, AI okay. girl, okay, and the, and the white uh, shirt, right? So you know that, that's that's cool. And cross promotion is good, but it's also funny that it's like Nintendo's advertising this, but God help them yeah. if they can actually get a Persona game on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Kairudo adds a little uh, context here. As an avid Dragalia Lost player, they say, it's implied the next crossover event will be in February, although that's not confirmed. And I should mm. point out, too, that this is still considered a rumor. So yeah. it's not 100% confirmed, but it does seem to be pointing that way. Yeah, so. I, I feel like this is one of those where there's smoke, there's fire kind of situations. Because right. if it is, in fact, in February, <laughs> that's when <laughs> Persona 5 Strikers comes out, which makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. So yeah. Um, I played a little of Dragalia Lost, and I liked what I played, but I'm, I I hate to say it, but I just don't play mobile games very much. Yeah. Like, when I think Same. of a pocketable device that I want to play games on, my Switch is right there. <laughs> and, and that, <laughs> yeah. like, if, yeah, there's no topping the Switch for me, and if I, I already have limited time to play games, so when I do, and I don't feel like being on my TV, my Switch is going to be what I go to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, same. I I, I play a couple of mobile games once in a while, but they're pretty much always rhythm games. I think I think mobile is actually a great platform for rhythm games. Oh, that's pretty much all I care to play. Like, I don't play platformers or or really even. I was playing FF six, the mobile version of FF six, for a while with those really ugly sprites, and they actually aren't (laughs) as ugly in in uh, motion. They're not as bad as they look in screenshots, but it's still not the kind of game I care to play on mobile. So, I have a couple of rhythm games I break out every once in a while, but that's pretty much it for mobile for me mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's 
it, it's it's cool and it's on its own. Like it's it's nice to have those crossovers get people interested because they can happen. I I know, uh, <laughs> I know a kid who saw you know plays Fortnite, saw the Mandalorian stuff that's in there now, and has since binged all of Mandalorian <laughs> because mm-hmm. that is the Fortnite effect. So. Right. If the rumors are true and Samus ends up in Fortnite, all of a sudden we're going to have a lot of kids <laughs> really interested in Metroid. Which, that's good yeah, point. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, this. I uh, Richard Herrera says, World premiere, Persona Collection 1 and 2, and P5 Royal for Switch. Let's just get all the dream announcements out in, in one go, right? Nice. Persona Collection would be kind of awesome, but I don't know. I don't know if as many people would be as hyped for 1 and 2. Right, because those right. are very different games from right three to three to five. Sorry, Steve, you were about to say something. It slipped my mind. <laughs> so oh, we're fine. All right, no all worries. Right. Well, then uh, let's go ahead and bring up our next story. Then this one I'm personally really excited about, and that is that uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, has an official re-release date or relaunch date of January 14th. Um, and Brian Lee O'Malley, the author, has confirmed that he's working on making a physical release happen as well, but that if it does, it won't happen until after the digital release. So if you're holding out for that, you're going to have to wait a little longer, uh, but hopefully it does happen. But for the rest of us who just want to get it digitally, January 14th, hell yeah, I think they, they, this is going to have online uh, online multiplayer as well, although that's not coming for a little bit down the line. I think that's coming later. Oh, it's not a launch? I, I don't I don't know for sure, but I remember reading I, somewhere that it's that that's being held back for a little. I guess they I, have I know initially this was supposed to come out in December, but I think they right. pushed it back because they didn't want to go up against Cyberpunk. So right, yeah, January release makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and boy, if they could have online ready at launch, man, I would love to play with you guys. Yeah, oh, I was we got We have to do a, a stream for sure. Yeah, we we it's, definitely yeah. need to do more multiplayer or a multiplayer stream. We haven't done one yet, but we we need to do some multiplayer streams. Um, we owe the patrons a multiplayer stream soon. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this would be the game for just us, the core crew, to do it with because I love this game and being it's able. So to, good. I played through the whole uh-huh. thing with my brother Same. on PS3, and I just yeah, I can't wait to to actually play this with you guys. This will be fun. So I'm looking for confirmation that online multiplayer won't be in the game at launch, but I could be wrong. I, f- I feel like I remember reading it, but I could be wrong, so don't take that as gospel. But uh, either way, I think it's going to be in there eventually, oh, if not Rob Arman X says they confirmed no online, but if you play on Steam, you can use remote play to play together. That would oh, be no online at all or no online at launch? I'm not sure about that one. Uh, To answer Blind Man's question, was this a movie tie-in game? It's kind of an amalgamation. It's movie tie-in and manga tie-in. There's a lot of references to the manga that's not in the movie, but yeah. It's sort of like that third pillar. (laughs) And on that note, if you've seen the movie and you like it, but you haven't read the the manga, please read the manga. It's so good. The graphic novels are only six of them. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty quick read, but... Six. Uh, it's one of the best reads of my life. It's so good. So if you like the movie at all, or you like the game, check out the books. It's like the best version of the Scott Pilgrim story. Yeah, because it's impressive how much they got into the, like, considering the the books weren't finished, but when they were making the movie, uh, they had this sort of guess. They, they did a good job. Uh, mm-hmm. It definitely felt a little rushed towards the end. There's a lot of like small details that weren't in there. In fact, there was a um, animation that was put on. I think Adult Swim. Uh, that showed uh, Scott and Kim's relationship in high school uh, uh-huh. for a bit. And that was really well done. Made me want a full animated feature 
showing yeah. off all of the Scott Pilgrim um, uh, story. Yeah. But I don't know if we'll ever get that. So apparently I was wrong. Uh, Rob Arman X says, no online at all. It's basically just a straight port. I could have sworn I heard online multiplayer is coming to the complete edition. That sucks. Hmm. That's really... So I guess, okay, no no stream for us then, at least of that. But of other games, for sure. That what a, That's a real... That feels wrong, because I feel like they said about yeah. online. Yeah, I mean, that just seems like such a wasted opportunity there, but... I don't know. Maybe it, it would cost more to implement that than they are willing to sink into this project, given what they're given what they uh, their sales ex- expectations are. Maybe that's a Maybe. shame. It's it's a really good game, as Steve was saying. Yeah, it is excellent. I'm I'm really deflated about that. I'm I'm, Same. I'm looking up now because I'm trying to look it up, and of course, the, I, as soon as I get to the Ubisoft site, it just goes nuts and it's not working. Of course, but. Uh, I I'm, I I feel like I heard about it, and that it has online, but I don't know. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Oh, Wait. based on the popular comic book series oh. and a movie of the same name, the re-release is the complete edition of the game. Includes the Knives Chow and Wallace Wells add-on packs, which include yeah. online multiplayer. So it's not the full game. It sounds like. But these two add-on packs include online multiplayer. Okay, yeah. Because well, like, no, on... those those add-on packs are just the characters. So yeah, it has online multiplayer. Okay, yeah. Because I'm on Ubisoft's uh, website right now, and it says word for word the complete edition of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World the game includes base game, DLC, online multiplayer, and Wallace pack. Uh, online multiplayer, Wallace Wells playable character, and then the Knife Shout add-on pack, which includes Battle Royale game mode. Dodgeball okay. game mode, drop-in co-op mode, and then Knives yourself is playable, and it's for Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So, well, we Rob, will... you might be mistaken here. I, I hope you're mistaken here, because it seems as though it is going to have online multiplayer. We we will settle this question when we get codes for this, because I will yes. get us codes yes. for this. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There, it might be possible like that the dodgeball stuff and... The battle or uh, the, like the fight fighting mode is like online, but not the base game, which would be really dumb. But right, right. I guess we'll find hmm. out. But it just seems like it seems like it would it would have to have online multiplayer. That just seems like such a unless you're Nintendo. That seems like such a weird thing to leave out of a beat 'em up. You know, maybe, like, like maybe a, that was the yeah. condition for putting it on Switch. They're like, take something sensible <laughs> out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no online play allowed. What's on the most requested yeah. feature? You must remove it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Either way, I'm excited because that game rocks. Yeah, me oh too, yeah. Man. Well, who, who are your favorite characters to play as? I honestly it's always been a just while. Scott. Like yeah, I played through the whole game as Scott. I, I've never nice. tried another character. Oh, really? Nice. I, I beat it with every character to see that because each of them have a different ending. Yeah, I always like playing as Ramona. She was my favorite. I think <laughs> I like playing as Kim. Yeah. Rob Arman X makes a good point. Let's not forget that Battletoads 2020 didn't have online co-op, but Streets of Rage 4 did, which, yeah. Yeah. Good point. I was was super happy that I happened to get a copy of that from Microsoft as, like, a gift while I was at a friend's house. Like, I had had traveled to go visit my friend and help him uh, build out his basement in his new house he bought, and I was in Colorado, and code came in. I was like, let's just download this on your account, because I'm never going to play it without without someone else, so... Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a great weekend, but yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Shiny Turkey says online must shut down on March thirty first. I love that, that that's, oh. that's become a meme. The whole yeah, Nintendo that's, that's Doom the Doom Day, Doom Day. Its own. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Um, all right, well, let's go ahead and move on to our uh, final story and bring it up on the screen. And that is that the Crash Bandicoot Four It's About Time art book 
miraculously features a tease for Spyro 4, which seems like it might be coming. So, uh, Derek, I have a feeling you've probably looked a little bit more into this than I have. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I took a look and they, I, at first I was like, oh, it's just, you know, haha, it's in the art. But no, in the description itself of the art book, it says, this is from, I think it's Brun Crows uh, commenting on the artwork itself. It says, in the far background is Dingo's Diter and Crash is trying to get there. This is takeout, this is a takeout where cars drive through and Crash is jumping between, be, between the cars that are having their orders taken. It was fun to co- combine Dingo's Diner with the futuristic element to have those cars flying with the city down below. And a little hint at Spyro, which immediately you look at the next page and look at it, what it is. And down below there's Spyro. And if you look below, like there's little, like almost like a mascot type thing yeah. for food. And it says Spyro four. I see that. Oh, yes. Okay. I yeah. saw Spyro. I completely missed Spyro four below it, but yeah. Okay. I see now. Yeah. That's cool. It's Spyro four, which yes, if they can do to Spyro, what they just did for crash. Yes, yes, yes. I have always enjoyed Spyro a bit more than Crash, and as much as I love mm-hmm. Crash, but Spyro, like Spyro was, I think Spyro might have been the first 3D platformer I owned. Oh, um, wow. Because I didn't own an N64, so I got a PlayStation, uh-huh. and it came with a demo disc with Spyro, and I picked that up and fell in love. Um, well, and that's actually Spyro represents a big, uh, regrettable blind spot in my PS1 same. gaming days because mm. I've always been into the idea of Spyro and I like everything I've seen of Spyro and I love platformers, obviously, but I just never got around to playing them. And I played the remastered version for a little bit on Switch and I, I was floored by how good it looked. And I was like, man, I really want to play these games. So one of these days I really like if Spyro 4 is happening that's just one more reason to play the, yeah, the first it three. might be time for you to sit down because I really think you'll enjoy these games I haven't actually I think so I beat the original game on, as part of the Reignited Trilogy and played a little bit of the of 2 but then get it, I got pulled away by other things and didn't get to finish it mm-hmm. but oh that's those are some good remakes uh, I was about great to way say, to play them I've, and... I've seen the original Spyro I picked up the Reignited Trilogy because like Ash I'd never played them and God, those are some those are some of the best looking remakes I've ever seen. Like it, oh, the animation like is so games. good. Yeah, yeah. Animation, like voice says, acting, all Spyro Four relit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. If you've ever seen the original animations for those dragons, it's amazing. Especially Spyro One, it's yeah. amazing how much more they went into with those dragons than the original ever did. Like it's the same dialogue, but all of a sudden they matched the look of the area they're in or, and they have these fun details to them. Every dragon feels a little bit different. It's nice. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> well, here's hoping it's happening. I mean, uh, crash, you know, had his big revival moment. So it feels like it's time for Spyro to have his. So Please? here's hoping he does. Uh, and that brings us to the end of our news for the day. So uh, thank you all, as always, for joining us as we chatted about the day's news. But, of course, before we sign off, we have to thank all of our patrons at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. Because without you all, there would be no show. So thank you all so much, as always. Uh, in addition, a huge, massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those wonderful people include Rob Arman X, Dan Entwistle, Z Patty, Adam O'Sullivan, Floating Mew, Christopher... The D-Pad, Vesmio, OnStar, Kieran Phillips, Benny Yao, Rosa Bowling, aka Hi, Mama. Mama Bowling, <laughs> Yeller, <laughs> Shiny Turkey, Titus, uh, or sorry, Titus Malvolio, Jake Pelka, Michael Phone, Mitchell Herring, Jay Acosta, Game Explain, Charles Saz, 
Andrew Medeiros, Jonathan Belmare, Kitty Kong Fax, and Patrick Harrison. So, uh, as always, please remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as $5 a month. But you can also support us for as little as $1 a month, depending on where, you know, what uh, you're able to do. But either way, whether you support us at any tier or you don't support us on Patreon at all, we love that you're here, we appreciate your support, and we couldn't do it without all of you. So thank you so much. And as always, if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. And until next time, everybody, good night and good vibes. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>